is blockchain already obsolete? Well, the creators of Hashgraph would have you think so. Bitcoin hits another all-time high. Well, just how high can it go? We'll hear from a number of leading experts that are making some incredible predictions. Gather around the campfire and grab some marshmallows. It's time for episode number 45 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Bad. Welcome back from your European tour, Travis. It's good to have you back on American soil. Yes, thank you so much. I was there for a total of nine days, so not too bad. Um, feeling pretty well rested, actually. I think coming back wasn't too shabby. I actually I, I stayed out late last night in Amsterdam and then slept for like three hours. And then once I got on the airplane, slept for another four hours. And there I am. I'm back on American time. Well, we're glad you're back. Thank and you, there's you, so much to talk about. So much. Things, very exciting. <laughs> things to keep, tend to steep, keep moving along no matter where you are in the world, right? <laughs> yes, and Bitcoin keeps moving along as well. want to give a quick shout out to our show sponsor this month, Zilla. A bunch of you have said that you've already signed up. Uh, the app is not yet out, but it will be. And you want to pre-register for the beta of the Zilla app. This is an ICO marketplace. It's kind of like if you took Amazon and Reddit uh, for ICOs and they had like a little baby. You know, basically you can look at various ICOs, you can upvote them, you can downvote them, and we figure out which ones are good. And if there's a certain ICO that you dig, you can participate using a number of different tokens and your credit card and you click and boom, you're in like that. Go pre-register now. For the Zilla beta app, it's at zla.io forward slash bad. It's like Godzilla, but, you know, for ICOs. Yeah, ICOzilla. That's that's what it is. <laughs> it, we Somebody is really happy this week. Do you know why? I'm not sure why. There's got to be a reason. There is a reason because we chose a winner. Well, the computer chose a winner for Bad Cryptober for the grand prize of $25 million worthless bad coin 25 and, million bad yeah. coin that's a lot yeah michael kimura won and he uh, saw the post that we made on the page and he's very excited and probably beside himself i'm sure he went to his significant other and said i've got 25 million bad coin yeah <laughs> she's like well what are those worth they're they're worth nothing honey but i have yeah. 25 million of them yes <laughs> and perhaps one day they'll be worth something, Maybe but so. but uh, we're not counting on it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's like all of our users, they have at least 50,000 of them. So, you know, they all collectively want them to be worth something someday. So eventually maybe we will figure something out, but uh, we just want to make sure people get them now. Actually, we gave away like a billion Bad coins almost, right? Close to that? No, I think with that whole No, no, no not no. close to that. No, I guess it was about about three hundred, four hundred million. Yeah, you you're inflating and conflating and, and now was, I'm feeling was, deflated. Was, oh actually we're thinking about all of that what we've done before. We're we're coming up close to having given a billion away, actually. That's not too far out of the reach. After these bad coin from the bad cryptober gets sent out. 
the winner gets theirs plus the ones that we've collectively given out. We're closing in on a billion. We passed we passed half a billion. Your math is still bad. I would say half a billion. Yes. Mm, once wow. once we give away the ones for Bad Cryptober, which should happen this week, we'd be looking at about a half a billion. We'll have, you to, like figure that out. We'll have to figure that out on Crypto Fresh. I'll have to take a look and see. We will do that. But for now, it's time to get your questions and feedback. So let's do this. Bad Crypto Voicemail. You have one new message. Hey guys, this is Danny. Super uh, appreciating everything you guys are doing for the crypto space. I just want to kind of give a warning to everyone else in the crypto space. Uh, I just got targeted for phishing. Got a call from a dude saying that he's with AT&T and he's sending me a passcode in order to verify service. I was like, that's fishy as heck and uh, you're trying to fish me. And turns out he was on AT&T's website um, trying to change my password, but the two-factor authentication kept him from doing that, and he was trying to get the two-factor authentication from me. So, yeah, just a shout-out to everyone else in this space uh, to be secure. And I don't know if it's just because I got in the crypto space recently and I'm getting targeted because I have crypto or uh, if it's just coincidence, but I've never had that happen before. So, anyway, stay bad, guys. Yeah, so that's a really interesting scenario that you had happen, Danny. Somebody actually had the cojones to call you, act like they were from AT&T to get your passcode. Wow. That is uh, some interesting uh, social engineering attempt. And uh, you know what? From from what I've heard, AT&T and Verizon, I've not heard a lot of people actually from them getting hacked yet. Um, the ones that I've heard primarily are from T-Mobile and Sprint. I'm sure that there's been a lot of hacking attempts uh, on those other networks as well. But uh, good job tuning in and not letting the guy uh, get your password code because you give that out. He shut that down good cold. Job. Very yeah. nice. Uh, you very bad of you, Danny. Uh, bad in a good way, of course, because that's what we are. But sometimes we're bad. Sometimes we get it wrong. And recently, we talked about whether crypto was taxable and when it became taxable. And of course, not being financial advisors and not being CPAs, we don't really know Jack. But we do know Zach. And Zach from Texas wrote us, and he made a comment about this episode. And he said that the IRS has issued a general statement about this known as Notice 2014-21, the lack of taxes will be contingent on if the IRS treats cryptocurrency as property that can be trades on tax-free exchanges. And what he's saying is the recommendation of what he's read are to report any gains when trading between cryptos just to be safe. He references a book by Amy M. Wall. It's called Virtual Tax, the Taxation of Virtual currency. Uh, my, neither I or Travis have read this, so don't know, but uh, one of our listeners has, and it might be worth looking into. And again, you're going to want to talk to your own CPA to find out the best way to manage taxes. And I'm sure many of them won't have any idea what you're talking about, and they need to figure this out as well. That's true. And and what's interesting is, is that, you know, you hopefully you, you pay a lot of taxes because you've made a lot of money. <laughs> it's not actually a bad thing. That means you're doing well. So good stuff. Bad voicemail. You have one new message. Hey guys, um, it's Steve from New York City and I absolutely love your podcast. You guys are so entertaining and so fun to listen to. 
Um, so as I have a question. So as Bitcoin is about to hit seven thousand dollars, I want to know: Are we are we on the moon now, or what is the moon like? Like when? At what price do you feel like we've hit the moon, or we're at the moon? And I know it's really hard to predict, and it's maybe it's impossible. But what are like? Can you give a few different scenarios where you feel like, hey, this is the moon, or or a few just just let me know your thoughts as far as how high Bitcoin can go and so we know when we're finally on the moon. All right, stay bad. Fly me to the moon. Maybe we aren't at the moon yet, but you know, we're on a nice, we're on a nice ship. And I don't know, why does the moon have to be the limit? Because it seems to me the sky is the limit, not just the moon. That's just like the nearest planet. So yeah, I mean, why not, why not go to uh, Jupiter? You know, and Saturn yeah. and Alpha and Centauri, Sirius. I don't the care stars if Pluto's a planet or not. Let's just let's go there because yeah. it's named after a dog. Yeah, right. That is true. Maybe it's just the moon is an arbitrary figure. I don't know. You know, if you got if you got in on Bitcoin when it was like you know eleven cents or something, yeah, I would say seven thousand is the moon. Uh, if you got in at six thousand five hundred, probably not the moon yet. <laughs> well, it's actually going to be the subject of our feature in this episode. But first, let's go ahead and check out the news and the state of the Bitcoin Union. When Steve called us, Travis, Bitcoin just hit 7,000. But as of this recording, it's hit another all-time high of 7,400. And what's really funny about this is you posted a graphic on our Facebook page uh, just while you were on your trip. Yeah. And talk, talk about that image. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I got a uh, an infograph creator to work, work with work with the team there to put one together. I said, hey, I got an idea. Let's do this with this data and put this chart together. It basically walks through how long it took from to get from, you know, zero dollars essentially all the way up to each little major checkpoint along the way. And the last one I put up was 6,500 because it took just a few more days to get to 6,500 after it went to 6,000. And then boom, then it hit. 7,000 and now it's 7,400. Like it's, it's going too fast for infographics, Mr. Chocom. It is. I mean, you just posted this thing and then it broke 7,000 and, and it's still gone. And as of this recording at this current moment, uh, Coinbase has Bitcoin at 7,050. So a little bit of a pullback, but you know what? If you bought January 1st, you're up $6,337 on the year. So it's been a good year for those of you who, who bought at the beginning of the year and have hodled. Okay, so I was actually reading a, a document earlier today. Like it, it was top 50 of predictions, and we're going to get into this at the end of our news feature, but it's just so wild to look at them. And all these people are saying, 2017 is going to be the year. It's going to be the year. I'm, I'm not sure why I didn't read that you know article back in January. <laughs> but uh yeah well a lot of people think that if you'll remember james altucher said that amazon was going to announce on their earnings call that they were going to start accepting bitcoin in fact he was adamant about it he was certain it didn't happen but there is a story that broke on coindesk and actually everywhere on november 1st that an amazon subsidiary has registered three cryptocurrency and ethereum 
domains, AmazonEthereum.com, AmazonCryptocurrency.com, and AmazonCryptocurrencies.com. Nobody knows what the purpose is. Maybe they're just making sure people can't squat on it. I don't know, but it's no news as of yet. Yeah, and Amazon purchased Amazon Bitcoin back in 2013, so they have been thinking about this and doing something. You know what? It would make sense to do a prime coin, right? I give that a shout-out to my co-author, Chris Snook. He said, it's going to be a prime coin. I know it. It's going to be prime. So shout-out to Mr. Snook right there, Snooky. Yeah, it would make a lot of sense if they did do that. And by the way, we finally did hear from James's people, and he, we have an interview scheduled with him for next week. So hopefully one of the episodes that we'll release next week will feature James Altucher. And, and I'm looking forward to asking him about the Amazon prediction that didn't come true. Um, there's actually a lot of things that might not come true, and one of them is from the gentleman at a technology they created called Hashgraph, and they're basically stating that their technology, Hashgraph, will make blockchain technology obsolete. What do you think about this? If you go through and read this article, and again, it's in the show notes, it talks about, you know, blockchain technology, what it does, but then it also talks about Hashgraph and why it's better. So they say Hashgraph is a superior distributed ledger technology system that eliminates the need for massive computation and unsustainable energy consumption like those with Bitcoin and Ethereum. They say it's 50,000 times faster. It's only limited by bandwidth, so they can have 250,000 transactions a second. And right now, Bitcoin has about seven transactions a second. Sometimes Bitcoin transactions can take quite a little bit of time, as we have uh, discovered here, uh, right? And uh, so this right here, they're saying that this is going to be something that is more efficient. It uses less energy, more secure, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's not Bitcoin, right? And uh, it, it looks like it has some pretty interesting things. However, it's not decentralized, which was a challenge to me, and it's not open source. So then it becomes a controlled entity, not a, a movement of transparency. So to me, that was the two problems that I saw with that. But what were your thoughts on that, Mr. Joel? Well, you know, look, I'm thinking if the technology is that good and it's that fast, why not just fork Bitcoin again to the new blockchain that is Hashgraph, right? Why not find a way to port the existing blockchain to it and now you've got faster, better technology. That would be a great idea, potentially. But how many forks do we really need? <laughs> uh, well, that's actually going to be the topic of another episode. Many of you are asking if we're going to talk about the SegWit 2X fork that's coming up on November 16th. And we do have an episode coming up on that soon as well. What I think is funny is on this squawker.org article, the last line of it is really perplexing to me. It says hash graph is a missile in the coffin. Yeah. What I don't, what is that? Uh, it's talking about, it says central, uh, central banks are, we're losing with blockchain Hashgraph is a missile in the coffin. So they're already saying they're dead. And Hashgraph is the missile that explodifies it all. All right. Whatever. I don't know why you put the missile in the coffin anyway. Well, the uh, another story from Ethereum came out this week. And uh, Vitalik Buterin, who is the co-founder of Ethereum, says that 
he has a plan for the future of, of crypto that's basically going to change uh, Ethereum's direction over the next few years. It's all about scalability, about the number of transactions that Ethereum is going to be able to handle. I, I like Ethereum, and I think my personal opinion is that it's around for the long haul. I think there's just too many companies, including many of the ones that we get to speak with on a regular basis, that are building their platform using the smart contracts of Ethereum. Yeah, and one of the things that, that uh, Buterin talks about as a solution is a technical improvement he's calling sharding, which normally when you hear the term sharding is not a good thing <laughs> <laughs> too sharded <laughs> you might need to wipe there but yeah. uh, basically <laughs> oh see some jokes are better just left without an additional punchline and that was one of that them. was one of them hey we're learning this is the bad show bad crypto podcast so basically this was going to partition your data into different subsets and where each node would only have to store a small part of the ethereum network and so They've had this idea around for a while, but each node is going to be able to rely on the other nodes for data to keep the whole system accountable, but not have to hold all of the data in each node, which could significantly speed up uh, things and allow them to scale more effectively. Sharding. Enough sharding, Travis, really. My it's bad. Just, My bad. Um, I'm <laughs> so bad. This one's funny. I saw this, and I didn't laugh at first because I didn't understand it. It's from a business insider in the Netherlands, so it was completely in Dutch. But I, was in, I knew I should have been intrigued because somebody told me I should look at this. And here's the story. The headline, Thieves Steal a Bitcoin ATM in Brabant and Think That There's Physical Money in It. So... <laughs> <laughs> these guys actually walked off with uh, an ATM thinking that there was money in the machine. <laughs> well, luckily I got out of Amsterdam just in time, apparently. So uh, they did not yeah, realize that it was money. The Dutch Bitcoin bandits were uh, were going to come after you. <laughs> they stole a Bitcoin <laughs> machine thinking there was lots of Bitcoin in it. That is cute. And the article says, Zutzwar apart, die Inksenbrachen haben sich in Breck Mottentellen. Want Namen? It sounds quote. funny that way, too. That's a direct quote. I thank you for that. It reminds me of what was it, Zoolander, where they said the files are in the computer and they start breaking the computers apart to find the files that are in them. Very nice. The files are in the computer. And they busted up these these poor iMacs. All right. Well, let's move it right along because y'all are sitting there like looking at your watches going, TikTok, fellas. All right, feature story now. Travis, what was Bitcoin at when we started this show? Do you remember? Mm, I think it was around two grand, uh, somewhere around there. Because remember, it shot up to like 2,500, something, maybe three grand. And then it went back down to like 1,800 or so. I'm pulling up the year chart. It was mid-July. It's July 18th. Uh, it, it was like, yeah, it was like the 16th is when we, yeah, seven, 16, 17. It was about 2,100. Mm. Yeah. And then it was just up, up, up with that one fall from about 4,700 down to about 35. And ever since then, I, this, uh, it's, it's parabolic. It's crazy. This, uh, roller coaster that it's on. And what just really amazes me with the volatility of it is that just earlier this morning, it was almost 7,500 hit like 7,450. 
And as of this moment, it's almost $400 less than that. Uh, and I always think of the people that bought, you know, at the high that, that, you know, the, there was an all time high and some people have bought at the all time high. You know, that happens, uh, over time. And it's one of those things, but you know, you just keep holding it. Don't let go. Don't, you know, that's the thing that a noobs will, a lot of times they'll do is they're like, Oh no. And then it's going to drop down to 6,800 and they sell. And then it goes back up to 7,800 and then, Oh, we better buy some more. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta buy the dips and uh, sell out the highs, not the other way around or just hold it. Just keep holding it. Don't, don't, don't sell it. Hoddle. This is why I don't trade. I'm in this for the long haul and uh, y'all can do what y'all want to do because you get to make your own financial decisions and you should know by now not to listen to us. But there are a lot of people that are in powerful positions, uh, very successful business people, people in the industry, people in the financial sector that have made some pretty amazing predictions about where Bitcoin is going. So uh, we thought maybe we would take a look at some of these. And there's plenty of links in the show notes if you want to read entire stories on your own. But why don't we start off with the rebel, the renegade, Mr. John McAfee. We've talked about this before in the past, but his story is so great that it's worth revisiting to start us off here. And he says, uh, of course, this prediction was made the day after our first episode launched, okay? back in July, and McAfee said that Bitcoin will reach a half a million, $500,000 in just three years, and if it doesn't, then he's going to do something that nobody wants him to do. <laughs> yeah, nobody, yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's, if it's going to hit 500,000 in three years, that's a really bold prediction, but yeah, that was, that was great fodder for one of our first episodes ever. So if you've listened to all of our shows, you've heard that story before. He wants to cut off things that should not be cut off. So there's one on the books. John McAfee says it will be $500,000 within, um, just a couple of years, right? So who are some other people? Uh, well, well, just to be clear, he didn't say he was going to cut something off. Okay. There was, there wasn't a threat of cutting something off. There was, you know what? Just go Google it yourself, gang, and, and you'll. Well, find I know you're it. delicate, Joel. You didn't. We don't want to talk about that every time. It's it's <laughs> NSFP, not safe for podcasts. I mean, it's just ah. Uh, we did talk about it before, we though. We did. It's not safe for other things that start with P, also. <laughs> At least not for his. <laughs> All righty. So, what are some other things? Uh, this one here is an article on Money Morning. Dot com. David Zeiler wrote this back in June. You know, back in June, he was saying as recently as last fall, a Bitcoin price prediction of 3000 in 2017 would have seemed absurd, but it broke that price. And now would he imagine that just less than four months down the road that it would have more than doubled? Yeah, you read this article. It's one of those things that always gets you too. And you see, oh, well, when, when, uh, you know, it, it originally launched, Bitcoin was three tenths of a penny. And if you had a hundred dollars at this point, whenever this article came out in June, that would be worth 89 million. That's when it was at $2,300. So now when it's at 7,000 plus dollars, you're talking that money being almost $300 million from a, from a hundred dollars worth of uh, crypto back in those days. And they're just saying that, you know, it's going to get 
to a million dollars, that's going to be an increase from the price where it was at twenty three hundred by, you know, taking it from twenty three hundred to a million, that's a forty three thousand percent jump. It's gone up eighty eight million nine hundred ninety nine thousand uh since January of two thousand nine to June when this article came out. So it's like way huger than that now. So it's just yeah. Amazing numbers. By the way, for just a hot minute today, when Bitcoin passed 7,400, the cryptocurrency total market cap passed 200 billion for the first time, with Bitcoin accounting for about 122, 123 billion of that. Uh, anyway, in this article, he goes on to talk about the creator, the CEO of the wallet Zappo, X A P O. And he, apparently he's on the board of directors of PayPal Holdings. His name is Wences Cesares. And he said in May his prediction was a million dollars per Bitcoin in 10 years. And he made that first prediction back in 2014. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's sticking by that in 10 years. And, you know, I was, I was doing a little math today. I don't know about you, Travis, but I've got so many of my friends are now asking me about mm-hmm. crypto, right? Everybody wants to know, and we're I'm telling them wallets and how to get started. And with each and every one of them, I tell them I'm not a financial inve- you know, advisor. I feel like I need to, you know, especially with friends and family, it's like, hey, you lose this, it can go to zero. Don't come crying to me, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I'm warning you, but here's how you would do it if you want to. But I was doing some speculating and, and just uh, really thinking about these numbers, 21 million Bitcoin ever in existence, 16 and a half million are mined. It's going to take 120 years to mine the other five and a half million. Of the 16 and a half million, we speculated in our last show that Satoshi, Satoshi Nakamoto probably has a million of them, right? And then it's estimated that up to a third of those Bitcoin in circulation are lost. If I do 16.5 times 0.3, that's almost 5 million that are lost. So now you've got 11.5 million in circulation. 1 million of those are in Satoshi's uh, virtual wallet. That leaves 10.5 million Bitcoin that are out there. That's it. That's it. You couldn't even get close to giving everybody in the United States one Bitcoin. We've got 320 million people. There's only 10.5 million Bitcoin that are out there. Yeah. So, you know, maybe these predictions not so far off. Well, that's one of those things, too. And we've talked about it time and time again. And I actually I whenever I was in Europe, I was talking about it to some people who were who were very curious about the whole thing. And once once people start thinking that, oh, yeah, the central banks can just print as many hundred dollar bills or as many hundred euro bills as they want for six cents, 10 cents a piece. And they just print them out and they put them into circulation. Well, that doesn't happen in a cryptocurrency world, right? There's a finite amount of them. And as more money is being brought into the marketplace, we saw, as Joel mentioned, 200 million, excuse me, 200 billion, 200 billion dollar market cap in crypto, right? Money's coming in. And guess what? There's not coming in more Bitcoins not coming in. It's the same amount of them. And wow. So the price is going to keep increasing. 
because the demand is high and the supply is low. And if you can get to yourself at least just one Bitcoin, like maybe like set it, get a kid, get your, get a one Bitcoin for each one of your kids or something, you know, who knows how big that could be down the road. It could, that's like almost like uh, the college fund or something. Maybe <laughs> here's another leader, Peter Thiel, who is a leading venture capitalist and investor. He's got a net worth of 2.6 billion. He says the great potential of Bitcoin is being quote under estimated. He says, Bitcoin's mineable like gold. It's hard to mine. It's actually harder to mine than gold. And so in that sense, it's more constrained. And he's absolutely right about that. Now, he didn't make any actual financial predictions that I'm aware of, but he's certainly recognizing that this is a big deal. Yeah, the thing about it right now is really the processing power and the electricity that it costs to mine. Uh, you know, one Bitcoin at this point is, is costing about $1,000 to mine a Bitcoin, and which, you know, would it be worth seven with it being worth $7,000, I mean, that's still a good investment, but I mean, that's just the energy cost that it's taking. And for example, Visa, they take around 0.01 kilowatt hours per transaction, which is 20,000 times less energy with using a credit card. But now when you start talking about renewable energy and using hydro energy and solar powered mining operations and stuff, I mean, there's, there's some, uh, and then we had, had some folks on who were all about the green and renewable energy. So maybe, you know, you combine the two and we're able to find a way to mine that's not bad for the environment, right? And you think, uh, Joel, right? So Peter Thiel was one of the dudes who invented PayPal. So he's been thinking about the future of money for a very long time. And I actually think that, that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is probably closer to their original idea, uh, that him and Elon Musk worked on back in the day. So, you know, that's pretty, pretty legendary stuff right there. Another epic legend in the world of technology is uh, Steve Wozniak, the Woz. Right, one of the co-founders of Apple, and uh, he thinks Bitcoin is better than gold and the U.S. dollar, which he calls a phony because the government can always print more. We're talking about that, right? So that's I I love the fact that Mister Mister Waz is woke. He he's very woke, and you know he says Bitcoin is more genuine and real, and he points to gold not having necessarily a fixed supply because you can continue to find ways to dig it out of the earth. And he says, quote, gold gets mined and mined and mined. Maybe there's a finite amount of gold in the world, but Bitcoin is even more mathematical and regulated and nobody can change mathematics. Don't you go changing my mathematics. Yeah. And that, and that's one thing about gold and silver, right? We've talked about this in the past as well, is that they have the paper gold and silver, right? So there's, there's like maybe five, what is it? 500 times more gold in paper than there is an actual gold or something. When they start talking about these contracts and futures and all this other stuff, you can't do that with the bitcoins, Mr. Joel Com. You cannot. Waz gets it. And there's, uh, there's some others out here. There's a guy who I don't know this guy, but his name is Trace. Meyer, and apparently he's worth a lot of money. So good on you, Trace. Um, this guy, this story out of Cointelegraph, Trace predicts that Bitcoin will reach $27,395 in just four months. And he's not just like 
throwing a, you know, a, a round number out there. 27,395. What? No cents, you know, and, and 32 cents. And <laughs> I, I guess he's looking at Bitcoin's 200 day moving average. He's doing some technical analysis on it. And he's actually, you know, what's funny. If you look at the graphic that Trace tweeted in this article, he actually does say $27,395 and 63 cents. That's his prediction for February 2018. And he says it's fairly valued. That's a nice valued price. Yeah. So the, the 200 day moving average, you know, he's able to calculate that out and say, here's what it's going to be. But you know what? Here's what's always happened that I've seen every time Bitcoin has one of these runs, you have a dip. But right now it's just a weird, just strolling on up a little dip, strolling on up. For, I don't know, man. This is, I've never seen anything like this. This is unbelievable. It's, it's a wild ride. And I am so glad to be on this ride with you, Mr. Joe Com, as we I know, are so on this road. It's crazy. I, I did a little research and by research, I scrolled down the article a bit more <laughs> so that you don't have to. And it turns out that he was one of the first popular bloggers to publicly recommend blockchain technology. And apparently he recommended his followers purchase Bitcoin when it was just a quarter, mm. 25 cents. Sense. And apparently he's recently challenged Roger Veer to a 25,000 Bitcoin wager. Let's see. Let me run some math here. 25,000 times 7,000 is too much for my calculator to, uh, you know, how your calculator errors out when you do that. Yeah, yeah. It's like $175 million dollars uh wager i don't know if roger took him up on that or wow, not wow that's a lot of bitcoin there but you know what i mean back in the day when you just had they could just have their laptops on and every 10 minutes 50 bitcoins every 10 minutes pa-ching pa-ching like oh man Amazing. Uh, speaking of ka-ching, ka-ching, the guy with uh, the TV show with the buttons, Jim Cramer, has been quoted as saying that Bitcoin could reach a million dollars one day. Um, he didn't say which one day that would be because I want to make sure that I buy a bunch before that one day. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, April uh, 17th. he's a fan. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> what year, though? Yeah, that's great. And then there's another the, Snapchat's first investor of all time. He he has said that Bitcoin is going to reach, you know, a half a million dollars by the year 2030, which is 12 years uh, from now. And so there's a lot of people talking about the price and speculating on the price of Bitcoin. And we also what well, we also have a, a video that we could yeah, well, it's not me. our video. I found a video on YouTube, and it's a five-minute video that features people like Bill Gates, Max Kaiser, Tim Draper, uh, Brian Singer, Richard Branson, and some others in this five-minute uh, five video. Each of them, there's a little clip of what they think of Bitcoin and blockchain, and, and the quotes are everything from it's a huge, huge, huge deal to it's going to a million dollars or more. In fact, one of the people in the video, Richard, uh, Ricard Falving, uh, he's a Swedish guy because that's the name like Falving. It's got the beast of Yiddish. He's saying two to five million per Bitcoin. So if you want to go see more about this, go check out the show notes and watch this video. Mm. And, and, and as for us, I don't know where it's going, Travis. 
I just know I'm hodling. All I know is I'm buying a piece of Bitcoin whenever I can and working on trying to create as, you know, complete as many Bitcoin as we can before it's gone to the moon. So it's still within our atmosphere. Uh, we can still piece together Bitcoins here, but oh my goodness, it is, it is quite a ride that we are on and, uh, we're all going to the moon, at, at least, you know, in our minds for sure. <laughs> this is a, crazy remember guys give us a call the phone number is 708-885-9030 once again because you didn't write that down you're like oh i want to write that down but i don't want to go backwards now you're grabbing a pen or a pencil or your tablet or uh, tattoo this onto your arm if you need to 708-885-9030 our 50th episode is coming up in just five more episodes, and we want you to be part of it. So call us and leave a brief message, 15 to 30 seconds. T say anything you want about crypto. Tell us you know, your crypto story, how you got into it, or what you think of the show, or just tell us to stay bad. Whatever you want, call, leave a message. We'd love to hear from you. Don't we, Mr. Travis Wright? We love it. And you know what? That 50th episode is going to be awesome if uh, you guys uh, call in and, and tell us how crypto has changed your guys' life so far that'll be fun so we're going to compile that together as well and so man this is episode 45 and now it's over stay bad who's bad the Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.